0: Greening with Mike Greenberg, the podcast.
1: Yes, it is presented by Progressive Insurance with guests on the Goodyear hotline. And I don't know if this is just me, but like my mind doesn't ever kind of stop spinning. So I'm listening to Christine Lisi Sports Center there, and she's talking about how the atmosphere in the Bronx tonight is expected to be interesting, to say the least. This is the first time the Astros have come to New York. Since the whole cheating scandal, and it was the Yankees that the Astros beat. You heard everything. You know. You know. You don't need me to explain to you what's going on. And if you're a fan in New York, you're going to wear out a lung booing tonight. You know, which is all good. I'm a hundred percent in on that. Nothing that causes anybody any damage. If you throw anything on the field, then they should take you out of there and never allow you back in. No one with a, a shred of common sense thinks that's okay. But boo until you have no voice left. I'm a thousand percent good on that. But the juxtaposition of this I'm picturing is that while that's going on, while you have the Yankee fans lying in wait for these Astros that they've waited for all this time, we at ESPN who are doing the game are doing our May the 4th broadcast. (laughs) So Tim Kirkshin is going to be dressed as Yoda in the booth. Ravage is going to be dressed. Who do we say? I read the promo on TV today. He's going to be dressed as Han Solo. I forget which Star Wars character. All of the, the announcers are going to be dressed as Star Wars characters. And so you're going to have that. That juxtaposition just fascinates me of like Tim Kirchin dressed. I'm Tim Kirchin, and I'm dressed as Yoda. And rather, the Yankee fans are really yelling at them out there. And I'm just trying to picture this scene. It will feature our
2: commentators dressed in full costume as Star Wars characters, including Carl Ravitch as Luke Skywalker, Luke Skywalker. Tim Kirshen as Yoda, Luke Sk- and Eduardo Perez as Jawa. <laughs> so,
1: that's what's going to happen. People are going to have like big trash cans all in the, in the concourse, and we have Tim Kirshen dressed up as Yoda. I just want you to picture that for a moment that (laughs) juxtaposition am i the only one who finds that fascinating no that's funny it's just it's just a fascinating gonna have the yankee fans and they're booing and yelling and this timmy dressed up and as yoda dressed as yoda i am and 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 he's going to be actually my timmy and my yoda actually kind of are the same (laughs) impression perfect which i never realized before you're
2: you have to jog my memory. You, there was a there was a legendary like joke on Mike and Mike about Tim Kirkjian and second base. Oh, what, what am, I, am That I might have been correctly? the funniest
1: thing Mike ever said. In, in the 18 years we were together, there was, <laughs> 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 there was there was a big story in the World Series one year. The Cardinals are in it, and Tony La Russa is managing, and he brought the wrong reliever out of the bullpen. He wanted I forget who he wanted. He, who, Lynn Lance Lynn. He wanted Lance Lynn out of the bullpen and he got the wrong guy out of the bullpen. And he later explained it by saying that he couldn't see the bullpen from where he was. And the wrong guy comes into the game. And at that point you can't change it. And Buster only is on the next day. And he says to us, and you know, guys, it's a hundred percent true because Tim Kirchner and I went down there and we stood on the top step of the dugout and you can't see over the wall. And Mike said, that's because second base was in the way. (laughs) (laughs) And it was genuinely, in 18 years, the funniest thing he ever said. And we could not go on. That was one of those days where I don't think we finished the rest of the show. Like, I mean, I don't think we stopped laughing. Buster is then trying to do a report. And how could you not? I mean, come on. That's the funniest thing because second base was in the way. That was one that genuinely, I think, was the funniest he ever was. That, that was the funniest moment that we had in all of our years together. So anyway, that should be an interesting um, scene tonight in the Bronx where you got the you have Tim Kirchner dressed as Yoda and you have the Yankee fans banging trash cans. And the whole thing, I think, just should come together and be very entertained.
0: I'm sorry. What? 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 I'm sorry. What? what? I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry.
1: What? All right, so they're coming after Rodgers a little bit here. So I want to play a couple of sound bites. Then I want to hear from the hashtag crew. And then I'm going to want to hear from you. The phone calls today are going to be specific. They're going to be related to one question. The biggest thing that is going on in sports right now is that there is a 95% chance that Aaron Rodgers is going to be the quarterback on another team four months from now. That actually it will happen much sooner than that. He's going to get traded the first week of June. And it's unfathomable, but it is going to happen. And we have to wrap our minds around it. And so sort of the old-timer Hall of Fame quarterback brigade is lying in wait, and they're all going after Rodgers. So we played you this yesterday. Let me play you a shortened version if you didn't hear it. This was Warren Moon on ESPN Radio Sunday. I think it's a
2: little much. Uh, You know, I I really think that uh, they're just being a little bit too greedy now, I think a little bit too sensitive if all those these things bothered him about what happened with, with uh, Jordan Love and and all those things from last year, that stuff should have been voiced last year and taken care of last year. But it sounds like it hasn't. And, and I just kind of question the timing of when all that came out on draft day, one of the biggest days of the year for all these young guys, and all of a sudden he wants to take the, uh, the thunder away from them a little bit.
1: All right, so that was the whole thing. But anyway, that was Warren Moon. And he's basically saying he's too sensitive. And now we get Terry Bradshaw... Goes on WFAN in New York City and he says, and I quote, with him being that upset, shows me just how weak he is. Who the hell cares who you draft? He's a three-time MVP in the league. Here's what I would do. I wouldn't budge. Let him gripe. Let him cry. Retire. Go ahead and retire. See you later. That's Terry Bradshaw. Now Terry Bradshaw's voice will always mean something to me. I grew up with Bradshaw as an icon. And he's been a legendary figure. But then now I'm getting a lot of people saying, this is a lot of get off my lawn stuff going on here. Moon's older. Bradshaw's even older than that. Both those guys are older than me. So the question is, does Rogers look bad in this? That's my question. And I'm going to give it to the hashtag crew first. And then I'm going to open up the phone lines. Because look, I think we all admire Rogers' talent. He's brilliant. Aaron, watching Aaron Rodgers play football is like what it must have been like to watch Mozart sit at a piano and just kind of tinker. <laughs> you know, he reminds me of Jordan in that regard. He's just so good and so professionally arrogant that I like it. I admire it. I, 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 there's nothing about it I don't like. He's, he's a virtuoso. But does he look bad in this? The fact that them drafting his replacement and all that stuff, has he taken it so far now that he has started to look bad in your opinion? That's the question. Hashtag Nuno, I'm starting with you, the producer of this program. Do you believe Rodgers looks bad in this? I do. Now, now let me point out, I get Nuno's note every single day. He sends me notes. Nuno is the most critical sports fan I've ever met in my entire life. (laughs) Nuno, you crush everybody. Nuno just obliterates everybody in the notes every single day. Is that or is that not true, Nuno? Uh, I think – 95% 95% true? Yes. It's, you, you, you are always down on people, so I just want that context. <laughs> Give me a little more, however, on your thoughts. Why do you think Aaron Rodgers looks bad?
2: I just think it's so disingenuous. Like That's how you got your job. They prepared for the future. You ended up getting your job. Now the shoe's on the other foot. You're upset. You know what? I'll have more respect for you if you come out and directly say, hey, I don't want to be here
1: anymore. Trade me. There you go. So there's hashtag Nuno saying he looks bad. Hashtag Bubba we bring into the conversation here. And I would point out that Bubba, for many years before his career as a radio producer, um, used to work in um, image management, you know, crisis management. Those people, when something happens, you know, they go to you and you put together their statement for them and their social media and all that. So Bubba knows a lot about image and rehabilitating image when need be. Do you, Bubba, believe that Rogers looks bad in this? Um... You know, I'm going to say no. Um, I think two things can be true. I think he's being sensitive, but I don't think he necessarily looks bad. That's a nice nuanced take, which I actually appreciate from Hashtag Bubble. Let me bring Devin into this conversation against my better judgment. (laughs) Devin, do you think that Aaron Rodgers looks bad in this?
2: I do, but I appreciate the fact that I just don't think he cares at all. Even if he looks bad, he's just doing what he's doing and he's not going to change for anybody.
1: It's 100% right. I agree with that. I think he does care what people think, but I don't think that what people think dictates what he does. So I do mm. think it matters to him, but I think he'll do it anyway. Russell Wilson wouldn't do what Aaron Rodgers just did or is doing because Russell Wilson just doesn't want that. He doesn't want people to perceive him that mm. way. I don't think Aaron Rodgers wants people to, but I don't. I think he doesn't bother him enough that it keeps him from doing it. Hashtag Hembo. Do you think Rodgers looks bad?
2: I don't think he looks weak. I do think he does look sensitive, but I think, as you pretty well articulated yesterday, that comes with negative connotation and probably shouldn't always come with that, because like you described, sometimes in order to become an all-time great, that's sort of the way that you have to feel. So I don't—he can feel however he wants. At the same time, I don't think the pikers have to capitulate. He's under contract, and they can feel exactly how they want to feel, too. All
1: right, so my phone number is 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. I want to hear from you. Do you think Aaron Rodgers looks bad in all of this? 95% chance he's out of Green Bay in a month. 888 888-SAY-ESPN. <laughs>
0: greenie the podcast
1: for the ones who get it done Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions plus their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer call Clickranger.com
0: or just stop by this show is sponsored by better help we all carry around different stressors i do you do we all do
1: All right, Greeney with you here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. My guest, as always, on the Goodyear hotline and usually the questions of the day or the phone call segments of the day are your opportunity to kind of chime in on whatever you want. But today I'm asking you a specific question. You ask these questions.
0: Greenie's question of the day
1: at 888-SAY-ESPN. And that is, do you think Aaron Rodgers looks bad in this? And Terry Bradshaw is criticizing him. Warren Moon is criticizing him. I see bits and pieces of it on social media. I've told you what I think already. You heard from the hashtag crew on this. But now I'd like to hear from you. Do you think Aaron Rodgers looks too sensitive? In fact, Terry Bradshaw used the word weak for what he sees from Aaron Rodgers in this. What words would you use? 888-SAY-ESPN. Bubba, who's first? First up is Scott. All right, Scott, do you think Rodgers looks bad in this?
2: Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, he number one... Job of the quarterback in the team is to win a Super Bowl. And he just doesn't do that. And he's, he's you know, he's a great quarterback at all. But, you know, Drew Brees, Eli Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, Tom Brady, Joe Montana, uh, you know, John Elway, all of them, you never heard them complaining about the guy they drafted. Well, maybe, my, maybe uh, Elway, but you know what I'm saying.
1: Elway, you it, did? Listen, I, I, have to, I, I hate to tell you, but that's not right. Elway, you did. Montana, you did. Ask Steve Young how Joe Montana was when he first got to town. Those two kind of worked things out later. But when Steve Young first got there, Joe Montana was none too thrilled. Look, if there's one thing history shows, it's the great quarterback doesn't like it when the new guy comes to town because they've brought in your replacement. I mean, I don't really have a perfect analogy to this, but if I, you know, I don't know, if Stace came home with some guy and said, you know, in the at one point or another, you're kind of going to run out of steam here. And I'm getting this guy ready in the bullpen. A little past your prime, huh? I don't, I don't think we'd be such good friends, that guy and I. <laughs> so, it's uh, a terrible analogy. My God, nothing could have less to do with it. That's just awful. I feel like I should ban myself from the program. I should lose my hashtag. From now on, the show's just called Greeny. Uh, who's next, Bubba? Next up is Mike. All right, Mike, do you think that Rodgers looks bad in this?
0: Absolutely not. You embarrass me, I embarrass you worse. And that's how I feel, Greeny. The last time it happened was Tom
2: Brady. Tom Brady got mad because Jimmy Garoppolo was in. He got rid of Jimmy Garoppolo.
0: I don't see no problem. As a matter of fact, I'm a Cowboy fan. I hope he does leave because he's been my crippling night for the last few years.
1: (laughs) That's such a good call. Thank you very much for that and the perspective. And you're right. Now, with Brady... My first reaction when you said that was, when you first said Brady, I thought to myself, but no, Brady was a free agent. I mean, he played out his contract, and he left as a free agent. But you're right. The Garoppolo thing there, like, I think Brady and Garoppolo have a good relationship. I think they were cool. But do I think Brady liked it? No. Do I think Brady had a hand? Here's what we don't know for certain. You read the Seth Wickersham pieces. Mm -hmm. The exact dynamics, all the things exactly that happened between Kraft, Belichick, and Brady – that precipitated the garoppolo departure that to me is fascinating i would give anything to just have been in the room when those conversations actually happened wouldn't you oh yeah and so yes i think that's a good analogy that's a that's a good call and a good analogy brady didn't want any part of this guy you know being his heir apparent and he was perfectly happy to see him traded off to san francisco greeny on espn radio who's next Bubba? next up is craig craig do you think rogers looks bad in this Yeah, I'm going to lean towards a little bit on the yes side. I mean, it it does kind of come across that he's somewhat of a prima donna, so to speak, and he deserves it. I mean, like you said, he's a great player. But, you know, you look at he dates the celebrities, Danica Patrick, and now his new fiance. Um, But he's never going to get the accolades that Brady has gotten. So I think that kind of gets to him a little bit. So I just I kind of think he's he's – he just needs he needs a little bit of attention, but he probably deserves it. Uh, it's a good call. Thank you. I do think the Brady factor in this. Look, Rogers, there's an expression my friends and I have. He has eagled the whole of life, right? I mean, everything in his life is going awfully well. He's got all the money in the world. He's got all the fame in the world. He's got all the glamour in the world. There's all the admiration in the world. He's dated one beautiful you know, celebrity after another, Danica Patrick, one of the Olivias. Which one was he with? Nuno, was that your Olivia? Was it Olivia Munn? Yeah, it's my Olivia. I forget Munn. which one he dated. That's right. That's oh, for, forever to be known on this program as Nuno's Olivia. <laughs> I'd love to see her face if she knew that. <laughs> what would you give for Olivia Munn to walk around saying, "Yes, I'm the I'm Nuno's Olivia"? <laughs> okay, never mind. I'm sorry. It dates back to a stupid conversation. The point is, and now he's engaged to another beautiful actress. I mean, no, he could host Jeopardy if he wants to, like he's contemplating whether or not it's worth his time to host Jeopardy. (laughs) Like so like no one has life by the short hairs like Aaron (laughs) Rodgers does. Right. So that part of it, I don't think he's jealous of anyone. But do I think he's jealous of Brady set up in Tampa? I do. I think he sees what they're doing down there for him. And he's like, well, wait a minute. They're signing everybody he wants. They're bringing in all his guys. They're running whatever system it is he wants that makes it work for him. They're letting him basically – he's essentially the general manager and the coach at the same time. I want that. I want that. They don't let me do that here. There's Gutenkunst, and, 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 uh, which is how I'm told now to say his name, right? I've been saying it wrong all this time. Brian Gutekunst. It's not Gutenkunst. I, I, I've i never gotten it right. Well, it doesn't it He make did any not difference. invent a printing press. It's Gutekunst. Gu- okay, whatever. The general manager – And all these other people are trying to make all these decisions. And Aaron Rodgers is basically saying, I'm Aaron Rodgers. They're letting Brady do that down there. I want to do that. And I think that's the Brady of it all that is impacting him. So I could see him wanting to go to a situation where that would happen. And I could see a lot of teams in the NFL more than willing to make it happen. So let's see what winds up happening with that. I'm really not 100% sure what to expect. But we'll figure it out as we go. All right. Thank you very much for the calls. They were just outstanding, as always. Uh, coming up next, the green list gets the green light. It is all about injuries, and I promise it will make you laugh.
0: Greenie, the podcast.
1: Passion, drive, and patience the formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. All right, Greeny with you on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. We're always live from the Seaport District to Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. By the way, I was just glancing through Twitter here, and the GetUp account posted this conversation I had with, uh, before I get to the the list, that I had with um, Marcus Spears today. And, And so some of you may know the hashtag crew is basically an NFC East bunch. Hembo is an Eagles fan. Bubba is a Cowboys fan. Devin and Nuno are Giant fans. We don't have anyone representing the Washington football team, so I will do that because I am firmly of the opinion they're the best team in that division. And I said this today, and let me just go around the horn here real quick and tell me if you agree with me. Hembo, I'll start with you. Mm -hmm. When you compare Washington to the Cowboys, everyone is riding the Cowboys, and I'm not a fan one way or the other of them. But I will say this. Obviously, the strength of the Washington team is their defense. The strength of the Cowboys is their offense. I will say this. I believe the Washington offense is better than the Dallas defense. And I believe the Washington defense is better than the Dallas offense. That's how much better I think Washington is. And the Cowboys agree or disagree? I
2: agree. So you're saying their their strength is better better than 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 their
1: strength and their weakness is better than their weakness. I think that adds up. That adds up for me. Their linebacker, the linebacker Washington took who gets no attention in the draft. Jamin Davis, nineteenth pick overall. I mean he was the second linebacker that got selected after Micah Parsons. He's that good. And playing behind with his side to side side sideline to sideline speed, playing behind that awesome defensive line, he's gonna be phenomenal. Their defense is gonna be ridiculous this year. So, Bubba, I hesitantly come to you. Many may not know that Bubba is not only a Cowboys fan, but he actually, uh, I think I have mentioned before, worked in scouting and briefly in the front office there in Dallas, also uh, in, in as a vendor um, uh, during stadiums with concessions. Uh, Bubba, do you agree with me that the Washington football team, their strength is stronger than the Cowboys' strength and their weakness is stronger than the Cowboys' weakness? Yeah, does uh, Washington have uh, Dak, Zeke, and... <laughs> And Amari uh, and C.D. Lamb? No, they don't have any of those people. Yeah, I don't think your math adds up, then. Yeah, I'm not sure you're making the point you think you're making, but I appreciate your shining. No, I'm in. making the point I think I'm making. Your math doesn't add up. The strengths are just fine. I love Cowboy fans. I do. I love them. Everyone who plays the in cowboy- the Super Bowl, bro. I, what's that? What do you say? It's, it's see you in the Super see Bowl. See you bro. in the Super Bowl. Okay, no problem. Jets Cowboys. I'll sign up for it right now. Imagine right. that. Next order of business. The list
2: is what determines who matters in this business. The
0: Green List.
1: All right, we haven't had occasion to do this since I came back last August and then moved time slots here in January because we haven't had one of these, my favorite things in the world, crazy baseball injuries. But we finally got one. So we got Jesus Lizardo, did not pitch over the weekend, and here's his manager. He's on the Oakland A's. And here's his manager, Bob Melvin, explaining the reason why so before the game he was playing a video game and accidentally bumped his hand on the desk as he was playing the game he came in was a little bit sore training staff checked him out we threw him in the cage before he went out there watched him warmed up he was comfortable pitching training staff was comfortable with him pitching after the game we got an x-ray and there's a hairline in the pinky finger Got a hairline in the pinky finger from quote unquote bumping his hand while playing a video game. Now, I'm not a gamer. Hembo, are you a gamer? I'm not a gamer. Bubba, are you a gamer? Not since I was five. No. no, <laughs> <laughs> Anyone? Devin, are you a gamer? I dabble. Okay. Oh! So when you when he says he bumped his hand, does that sound to me more like in a moment of frustration he smashed his hand into a table? Does one just have occasion to bump your hand into a table while gaming so badly that you have a hairline fracture in your pinky?
2: No, he definitely got frustrated and slammed his hand. Right? The table.
1: Slammed his hand. In, the, in his pitching hand. In his pitching hand while he's a left-handed pitcher and he did it in his left hand.
2: Any hairline- your manager
1: starts a cut by saying, so he was playing a video game. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's got to be a rough one. I agree. He really sold him up the river. So before the game, he was playing a video game. <laughs> but why do you say that? Why not just say he has a hairline fracture in his pinky? I mean, why are one. you saying this? So it just leaves it open. I'm not even putting a number on these. I'm just reading them. Joel Zamaya of the Tigers was sidelined for the 2006 ALCS by a sore wrist that he received playing Guitar Hero.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: This was acknowledged by the game's developers with a message on the credits of the Xbox version: "Quote, no pitchers were harmed in the making of this game except for Joel Zamaya." <laughs> that is so classic. He missed the ALCS because he was playing Guitar Hero on an Xbox. Yoannis Cespedes. Oh, come on! Had his comeback, Bubba, this from one, twin this one, surgeries this one hurts. to remove calcification from both heels, derailed by a freak injury suffered on his ranch in Port St. Lucie, Florida, <laughs> during an interaction with a wild boar. <laughs> yeah, the old boar got him. What does that even mean? What kind of interaction did he have with a wild boar? Not a good one. That interfered with the calcification in his heels. They were trying to get on the elevator at the same time. Like, I, that's what I mean. Like, like the, the use of the word interaction is hilarious. Like I, I've had, I will have many interactions today. <laughs> With people, not with a wild boar. <laughs> what does that mean? I mean? In what way did he interact with the boar that left him with issues with his calcification and his <laughs> ankles? I'm, I need an explanation for what happened. Ken Griffey Jr. once missed a game after his protective cup slipped, causing it to pinch his testicle. <laughs> oh, come on. Oh, Have you ever <laughs> suffered that injury, Green? Whoa. I'm just going to say this. Mm. There is no man who can read that sentence without laughing. <laughs> No man alive. Go ahead. You have it in front of you? I have it in front of me. Read
2: it. Ken Griffey Jr. once missed a game after his protective cup slipped, causing
1: him to pinch (laughs) (laughs) it. So you can't. It's not possible. No man can read that sentence without laughing In fact, I'm not even 100% sure I can say testicle without <laughs> laughing
2: I didn't even know if we were allowed I was going to ask you before It's a the funny segment. word
1: Well, why can't you say it? It's well, a medical term It's a medical well, it's, a, yeah, it's an anatomical term it's a, it's a perfectly legitimate term There's nothing wrong with that But it's funny It's just one of those well, words like a couple,
2: Like last week when LaGreca kept saying rectum It just made me laugh a lot <laughs> It's just something you're not supposed
1: to say It's funny like. Well, you can say it But it's just funny Rectum is funny And testicle is funny <laughs> Uh, In 2004, Sammy Sosa sneezed so violently that he sprained ligaments in his back. (laughs) He was on the DL with sneezes, (laughs) two violent sneezes. Marty Cordova had an unfortunate run in with a tanning bed in 2002. He fell asleep in one and sunburned his face. Oh, God. Doctors told him he should stay out of the sun as much as possible while the burn healed, so he had to miss several day games. But only day games. He played the night games because he couldn't, he couldn't be in the sun because of an incident in a tanning bed. Oh, in 2001, San Diego Padres pitcher Adam Eaton stabbed himself in the stomach trying to remove the plastic off of a new DVD.
2: I mean, have you oh, ever tried on, to remove yeah, those seriously. plastics? Yeah, that, a- you can relate to that.
1: What the hell is going on here? How do you walk in and explain that? Guys, the plastic on the DVD. I, I think st- the manager would just be like, yeah, no, I get it. I get it. I'll let
2: st- hear, hear Bob Melvin's explanation for that. <laughs> <laughs> he was opening up
1: Wedding Crashers. <laughs> With a, with a kitchen knife. I confirmed this next one with Ricky when we had him on. Ricky Henderson left an ice pack on his foot too long and missed three games with frostbite in <laughs> August. <laughs> he missed three August? By the way, Rich, our cameraman, is laughing hysterically behind me, which is egging me on more than anything. No one is loving this more than he is. I confirmed that with Ricky. Remember, Ricky was with us at Disney World one year during ESPN the weekend, and we confirmed all these stories with him, including the my favorite, the most legendary Ricky Henderson story is they sent him a million dollar bonus mm. check a million dollars, and he framed it and put it on his wall. And they had to come to him like a year later and say, we're like, we have an accounting issue here. There's a million dollars missing. And he said, yeah, I framed it and put it on the wall. He did not cash in or deposit a $1 million check. He framed it and put it on his wall. But that didn't cause him to miss any games. But this time he fell asleep with an ice pack on his foot and he missed three games with frostbite in August. What else do I have here? In 1992, Tom Glavin ate some airplane food, which gave him food poisoning, leading him to throw up so violently that he cracked two ribs and landed on the TL. (laughs) I mean, that sounds awful. I can honestly tell you that's my worst nightmare. Not only do you have food poisoning, but then you crack two ribs? You throw up (laughs) that badly. That's like my worst nightmare. I would much rather have a pinched testicle. (laughs) Much rather. No way. Oh, yes, I would. Would you rather have a pinched testicle or throw up so violently that you break your ribs? I mean, breaking your ribs
2: hurts a lot. A lot. Have you ever pinched your testicle, Bubba? have you no, ever suffered that a, injury i'm assuming that will heal much quicker than a cracked rib
1: oh, are we about the healing or about the pain not like is, a, uh, what, oh, but it's the more. throwing up part of it that i cannot handle <laughs> i rim? don't handle that at all no and then but my point is to throw up that violently <laughs> and then the last one i mean this might be the best <laughs> glenn allen hill fell through a glass table resulting in cuts and bruises to his feet knees and elbows The the fall was caused. He had just woken up from a nightmare about spiders chasing him, and he is particularly afraid of spiders. And in his confused state, he fell through a glass table and missed a bunch of games as a result of it. And that is today's green list of my favorite unorthodox injuries in baseball. You know, we do that. We used to do that on the old show every now and again. Oh, and it's just so funny. <laughs> and it's always baseball players. And well, but the baseball injuries, because no football player could possibly come in and say this. That's right? True. Baseball players. Could you imagine Mark Schlereth walking in and saying one day, guys, I, I can't go Sunday. I fell asleep on an ice pack and I have frostbite. <laughs> and there's just no way. They don't miss games. It just doesn't happen. Okay, so Seriously. Of all of these, which is the funniest? Bubba, I'm going to let you be the judge of this, because Bubba, for many years, you may not know, but Bubba was actually a Hollywood talent scout, scouting comedians, young comics, that sort of thing, choosing those who would get on HBO specials. So no one knows comedy better than Bubba does. So of all of these, let me just very quickly go through them all. You have the Guitar Hero... You have the, uh, the wild boar. You have the pinch testicle. You have the sneeze that broke his ribs. You have the, the tanning bed that sunburned his face. You got the stabbed himself in the stomach with the, the DVD plastic. You got the frostbite in August. You got the throwing up so badly that it cracks your ribs. And you got Glenn Allen Hill and the spiders. Which of those is the funniest? I mean, they're all pretty great. But I, I personally
2: always just love. The Glenn Allen Hill, just because of the, the glass table
1: and the spiders, the dream, everything about it. To me, I vote Glenn Allen Hill. Wasn't there, th- this is not an injury, so this is different, but you'll Google this. You'll get it from me in two minutes. Didn't a player once miss a game because he got off the wrong exit and couldn't get to the ballpark? Like he got lost on his way to the ballpark. I'm, I'm 99% sure I got this. I want to say it was an exposed pitcher. I'm almost positive. Hembo is typing frantically over here. We'll see if he can find that. One way or another, let me pay off my poll while you look that up. Again, my poll question on ESPN or on Twitter at ESPN Greeny. The question is, five years from now, who will be the best quarterback in the AFC East? And predictably, Josh Allen ran away and hid with this. 74% say Allen. Bear in mind, he's 24. Mac Jones is 22. Tua is 23. And Zach Wilson is 21. I mean, there are four young dynamic, potential star quarterbacks in that division, and we'll see how many of them turn out to be. And, of course, Allen is the best pick because he's the only one who already is. But if you just project this thing five years down the road, could one of them? I mean, I'm old enough to remember when people were tanking for Tua. No one was ever tanking for Josh Allen. So it'll be very interesting to see what winds up happening five years down the road. Did you find that or not? Yes. You're, you're remembering this correctly. This was a Braves pitcher named Pasqual Perez. That's it. Pasqual Perez. Read me the, the, the synopsis.
2: I'm, I'm, I'm like sifting through an article, but you essentially have this right. He, he, they, they gave him the address. He couldn't find it. Uh, he literally missed, missed, the, game missed the, game the game because he couldn't he could not, find the
1: ballpark. That's right. That's exactly right. That, that, was, that, that one always so, sort of used to go into the hopper here. And then finally, my final note of the day, my enormous gratitude to all of the people who sided with me in my dispute with my wife of yesterday, because that literally never happens. Now, if you've not seen or heard this story in its entirety, I I told it to you yesterday. It is up in its entirety on my wife's Twitter page at Stacy GSG, and it got a ridiculous amount of attention as yesterday went on. But the brief version of it is that we we witnessed a very near car accident. a, A we were in the car on Saturday night, and a little girl ran out into the street like a four year old girl. It was terrifying ran out into the street on the other side of the street. It was, it was the uh, traffic in the other direction from us, so it wasn't us that almost hit her. But another car had to come to a screeching halt and almost hit her. There's nothing funny about that, obviously, terrifying. But she was fine. You know, the car stopped. The mother came running out. It was just horrible, crisis averted, whatever. Terrible, obviously terribly scary moment. And as we were driving away, Stacy said to me, you know, when I was a kid, I got hit by a car and had to go to the hospital in an ambulance. And I said to her, how on earth is it possible that we've been married for 23 years and I don't know that? How is that possible? And she said, well, it never came up. And I just did not accept that as a reasonable answer. We argued the entirety of the night. This was the night that we had set aside to celebrate my hosting the NFL draft, (laughs) the crowning achievement of my 30-year career as a broadcaster. I hosted the biggest event of my life. It was, I I really believe, a big success. I felt thrilled and great about it. I came home. We were going out for an early dinner to celebrate, drink some champagne, have a wonderful time. And instead, we argued the entire night over whether or not it was ridiculous (laughs) for her to tell me that the circumstance just never came up that she would mention that as a little girl she was hit by a car and had to go to the hospital so she posted this video again on twitter at stacy gsg and she asked the question who's right and you know she's very arrogant about this stuff because she's always right and i'm always wrong that's right So she's always got a little attitude. She's always like, all right, Michael, Mr. Big Shot over there, Greeny. We're going to see who's right and who's wrong. All of your listeners are going to side with me. And to my delight, people are on my side on this one. So much so that she doesn't know what to do. She doesn't know what she's beside herself. I'm telling you right now, she is home stewing. Over this last night. Jay Will chimed in on this, or chimed in on this. <laughs> People are chiming in on this. And it's got last time I checked, it had like ninety thousand views wow. of this story. And I am delighted. And so once again I will ask you, Hembo, do you think that I am in the right on this story? The idea we raised two children, we taught them to cross streets. We taught them to drive cars. <laughs> Stacy's idea, my wife insisted it was actually a very good idea. I recommend this um, if, you, if, if you are so inclined. We made both our kids learn to drive stick. Both of my children drive stick shift cars. My hmm. daughter's car is a stick shift. The car that my son drives is a stick hmm. because you cannot text and drive that way. And most of their friends can't drive the car, so you don't have to worry about other kids driving your car. So that was Stacey's idea, and it was a great idea. That is a good idea. I, I have long since acknowledged it was a great idea. My point is, we went through all of that. I remember the long discussions about what car should we get the kids? What should we teach them to drive? Are they going to teach stick? I taught them to drive stick. She taught them to drive stick. All of these conversations. At no point did she come up and say, you know, I got hit by a car and had to go to the hospital in an ambulance. <laughs> it's unfathomable to me. Bubba, the final word on everything. Agree or disagree? Are you on my side on this one or not? You know, like I said yesterday, you win this one. I win. You win. Yeah. Now I don't know what to do. In my marriage, I have never won. I, I, <laughs> I have lost every competition by the final score of one to one. That's how we keep scoring <laughs> my house. I'm on one side. She's on the other. She wins. In this case, I actually win. I just don't know what to do with it. In the long run, I do know for certain I will pay for it. I will win. I have won the battle, but there is no question. As a result, I will lose the war. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow on ESPN Radio.
0: Greenie, the podcast.